Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Before we start today's podcast, a quick heads up on Sherlock's VIP Club. From restaurants, bars and hotels to beauty, wellness and shopping, Sherlock's partners with some of London's best destinations and hottest brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. So why not sign up? It'll cost you just £5 a month or £50 for the year. Use your card once or twice and you'll have made that amount back in no time. Plus, this April, annual sign-ups receive a free powder detox edition beauty box worth £55. For more information, visit sheerluxvip.com. Welcome to the Sherlux Highlights podcast with me, Georgie Corridge-Cole. This week, I'm joined by Charlotte Collins, Tor Cardona, and presenter and co-founder of tanning brand Isle of Paradise, Jules von Hepp. Hello. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> oh, we're so excited to have you. <laughs> Welcome, Jules. Thank you for joining us. We've got lots to chat about. Lots of tanning chat to come. Yes. But like all our podcasts, we've got to start with TV. Tell us, when you're not vlogging, what are you watching? What am I watching? Um, I'm actually obsessed with Netflix. Like, I have given in to the millennial, <laughs> like, the cave. I've gone in, and I cannot stop watching Queer Eye. Oh, it's obsessed. such a feel-good show. It's amazing. And I think it's really... Um, I was saying this to a friend recently. It's really opened up the new realm of makeover shows. It's no longer the old school sitting on the sofa and making fun of how someone looks. It's actually embracing the fact that some people need help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's a really... It's so optimistic the whole way through, and I constantly cry like I yeah. constantly cry I wail in my bed after I finished it I'm like oh my god it was so emotional well I watched recently this documentary about a guy called Kim.com he was a German was is a German tech entrepreneur who at the age of about 18 went to prison for two years for fraud I was just thinking why do I know this I read about him in context of Julian Assange yes. last week yeah 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 so he did two years in prison for fraud came out of prison and then made an absolute fortune advising companies how not to get hacked so he'd gone wow. to prison as a hacker, sorry, mm-hmm. and then and then he charged huge sums of money to go into these big organisations who had no kind of cyber security and tell them not how not to get hacked. He then started a business called Mega Upload. Did anyone ever used to watch or stream anything? So is that a Mega, mega Upload? Because that was literally my life at uni. It was Mega that Video. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, long story short, made hundreds and millions of pounds by creating, yeah, this... Streaming service. Streaming service yeah. so that people could watch films, stream music without paying. And he went to New Zealand because he knew he couldn't be extradited to the US if he went to New Zealand. Lived this incredible life. Partied with absolutely every A-lister that you can imagine. Had super yachts. I mean, you can't wow. quite believe it's real. Anyway, it's really fascinating. I really recommend it. it sounds really if good. If you like it a documentary... Does sound good. I'm, I'm gripped really already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to watch it. <laughs> anyway, it's called Kim.com. Kim.com. The other thing that I've banged on about a lot is House of Zed. Have you watched it yet? No. You've got to, the Zach Posen documentary. 
Incredible. I feel completely idiotic. Those are my two at the moment that I really, really rate. I watched a bit of the Queen's birthday party at the Royal Me Apple. too. I watched a bit of it. I honestly thought it was the biggest load of crap. Yeah. I don't understand why. The Queen's 92. Why do they think that what she wants to perform, to watch is like... Also, she looks young, miserable. She looks so miserable because yeah. why would she, she ever enjoy? She, yeah, I hope so, for her sake. Because why Why would they think that these would be appropriate people to be yeah, performing for a 92-year-old woman? A load like, of rubbish. load of rubbish, like, Craig David like people who maybe in their own right yeah. shaggy and sting like I really don't think the Queen wants to see that like no, like, and all it is is a bit uncomfortable because she just looks so I think, I think there, was, there was the positioning though of it celebrating the Commonwealth so I think mm-hmm. they were flying people in and like really celebrating that I think at the moment yes. it is very tense with Brexit yeah you're right so, so true Britain probably wants to feel accepted into something but I do understand what you mean like, I am not a royalist at all <laughs> um, I know, I'm so sorry. It's so can I just say, we've just heard the news <laughs> yeah, that Kate and Will have had a baby boy. Mm. I lost that, I thought she was going to have a girl. Did Did you? So how do you feel about that, Jules? Nothing. N- nothing. <laughs> Dead inside. <Yeah>. Nothing. <laughs> You're not flying I'm flag so, in the Linda yeah, wing after this. <laughs> I'm so sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> no, do you not think she could do with a spray tan? She could do with your She love, could do with a spray tan, Kate. Definitely. For sure. And I would. I would. I'd do so my no, bit. No, I'd do my bit for Britain. You won't be watching the royal wedding then. Uh, she'll need a spray tan. Mm, I'm saying nothing. <laughs> oh, interesting. Let's talk about simple rules for healthier living. Tor, you wrote this piece, Eight Health Rules from a Wellness Authority. What are your yes. health rules? My health rules. Actually, I thought someone really, really did this piece with Shona Virtue, who's a big on Instagram, known for her yoga ethos and it's called the Shona Virtue Method a lot of her tips she gave I thought were really kind of practical but also really realistic things that guarantee results and I thought I like when she said fitness shouldn't be a punishment I think so many of yes, us I like that too. associate going to the gym with oh I ate a burger last night I had to go to the gym yes. or like you know it's just that's our mindset that we're kind of driven to think that way but I think finding something you love will we ever get over that though well, I, I think, think there's yeah, I always yeah. going to be that I feel I've real... overdone it I've got to beast myself to... But I, I think that's okay to feel like that though you're merely rebalancing the scales yes people punish themselves but actually it's really important to just say okay that's okay I ate pizza but today I'm going to maybe scale it back find what you love find what works for you choose quality over quantity interestingly she's really anti-hit Saying you shouldn't, mm. you know, everyone do. Oh, Which is like, nice because I'm a bit anti hit. Everyone yeah, and I'm about hit the whole time. And I've heard, spoken to a lot of trainers who say hit is actually really not that good for you. You're supposed to do it once, twice a week, and feel absolutely burnt out. You shouldn't be able to do it five times a week. Mm. Yeah, and they're also supposed to do it for twenty minute sessions, aren't you? Whereas yeah. so many of these classes are oh, like an hour. Yeah, mm. exactly. I liked as well that she said choose quality over quantity. I was supposed to go to the gym at six twenty this morning and. My alarm went off and I was like, I just can't do it. Yeah, you have to be in the mood. There's no point in going. Yeah, there? and I went back to sleep till ten past seven and I mm. feel a lot better That's for right. it. So, you know, you just sometimes... Got to be, you've got to be nice to your body at the end of the day. And actually, there's another piece we wrote recently, which was about whether sleep should come before exercise. Oh, yes, yes, what to prioritise. And what to prioritise. Yeah, I like that piece. Yeah, it's interesting. Sometimes sleep needs to come first. Are you big into exercise, Jules? No, I'm very big into cheese. <laughs> but I am I am so fascinated by sleep. Because working in beauty, all we talk about is rest and restoration. But actually, it's still a very, it can be a very stressful industry. I suffer with insomnia at times. So sleep 
for me, is something that I'm really into. I just downloaded the Calm app, which I'm finding unbelievably helpful. It's really good. It's so helpful. The, the bedtime stories are so relaxing, and then the little meditation tips. <laughs> bedtime stories. They have, they have so adult nice. bedtime stories. Yeah. yeah. And so you put it on, and it guarantees that you'll fall asleep during the story. I've and never, I was like, Yeah, I've never, I've never finished one of those. No, stories. never. It's got like little tips, and you can just click in. It says, "Okay, learn how to like meditate for just five minutes." Yeah. So I travel all the time, and I find it super helpful to use, especially when the plane's taking off, or if I'm like struggling or if there's someone with a really annoying bag or something next to me <laughs> and they keep rustling about then I just put it on and it just on the plane and it works on the yeah. plane I mean I don't sleep a wink on a plane I mean you can just I, I'm also scared of flying so insomnia and scared of flying yeah. and you can forget it yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't. you need to start hanging out with me yeah, I'll make you not scared of flying and you'll make me like exercise it doesn't stop me getting on a plane it doesn't you know it doesn't stop me from going anywhere I'm also terrified of snakes that's my other phobia and then that's where it stops <laughs> but I will not go to Morocco because the thought of seeing a snake in a basket in a Moroccan market really Georgie yeah I can't I can't why why because I don't know what I would do if some charmer in a Moroccan market came in don't go to Morocco having been in the markets honestly I don't know what I'd do so that stops me from doing something whereas my fear of flying (laughs) and Rich is finding it absolutely hilarious (laughs) that I won't go to Morocco because of snakes and baskets (laughs) but it is true but I will get on a plane so you know there's levels aren't Mm. there the best thing to do is fly with children because you can't I mean I find myself being like oh isn't this fun it's a bit bumpy and I'm thinking I'm absolutely shitty myself now but you can't show your fear yeah. because you don't want to pass mm. on to them yeah. on the subject of health fitness snakes fear of fly don't know how we got onto that tour you were at the marathon yesterday Yay. i know i'm sorry I feel, I do feel a bit out of it i feel like yeah. actually so is so is rich and we're making him stand as well yeah, i just realized rich. so is rich so rich is back filming for behind the scenes we've had a bit of a break for a few weeks all those people asking where it is it's coming back next week and Rich is on his feet, tall sitting down. And you did it, yeah, both did of it. you. Well done. We did it, we did it. it on was, a really yeah. hot day. I horrendously so hot. Horrendously hot. Like, I didn't think it was going to be that hot. I said, will you email everyone after you've done it? And she was like, I, I probably won't, actually. Yeah. And I was like, well, please, if you send me a text. <laughs> really honest, I'm not going to be in my work emails on Sunday night. Um, I was like, well, please send me a text. And you sent me a picture of you. Looking very chipper. Can, when was, the, yeah, was that? Like two yeah, minutes that in? That was or? halfway through. Okay. Um, and I did. I was smiling the whole way around. And then I kind of got to three and a half, four hours, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is it!" I basically got like half an hour left. Wow. So And then that was what was keeping me going. That I've done it. I've just done it. I need just to do this bit. What you've learned in the marathon? What's it taught you? Would you do it again? Gosh, it's right now. I, I feel it's like childbirth. <laughs> like it was so horrendous, but I'm already kind of forgetting it slowly. Yeah, that's probably a really good analogy, yeah. actually. Or like being hungover, you're like, "I'm never gonna drink again." And then the next night, you're back on the booze. Yeah. What have I learned? For me, yesterday was an amazing day, but it was the past sixteen weeks that were really like my marathon. Yesterday was just like another run. I think sticking with it and, you know, and it was snowing, cold, you're tired, you're busy. Like that makes that mental strength, I think. And that's what saw me through yesterday. And did you hit the wall? Did you have a moment where you thought, I can't carry I didn't hit the wall. I kept my pace consistent the whole way around and sped up at the end. You need to look at her breakdown. It's insane. She did not, like like, every single 5K was the same speed as the last 5K. You didn't slow down. I think I just got into a rhythm and I just didn't want to stop. I just went... Did you run on your own? Yeah. Did you, well, I'm not, I wasn't you, alone, I was with a lot of people. But yeah, just a few, you can't make a thousand, but do you sort of find yourself chatting to people next to you? Not or, really, not no. really, no. I did at the beginning because you stand in your pen for like 40 minutes before you actually start. Got chatting to some girls there, but no, once you're off, you're off. And were you, was there a moment where you were like, this is really, really, really hard? Yeah, 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 yeah. At like mile 20, because that, in, psychologically, that in my training, that's the furthest I'd gone. So I knew like, gosh, this is now the furthest I've ever run. And that was kind of like, oh my God. But no, you just have to, 
keep at it. Also, the crowds are insane. Like, those bits, Cutty Sark and Tower Bridge, everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's the best bit of the marathon. Like, the crowds are amazing. They were rubbish. Absolutely. Oh, crap. Oh. So bad. So disappointing. So Shame on you, Cutty Sark people. Yeah, there, there are bits that are way more fun. And, like, the from Embankment, so, yeah, mile 20 onwards is just incredible. Well, I have massive respect for you. It's no secret that I'm slightly gym-obsessed, but I could not run a marathon. Jules, could you run a marathon? I would love to run a marathon. I tanned a lot of like women for the marathon <laughs> this year. Um, sorry, sorry, what? Yeah, people like to feel their best b- before they run. Well, so I to be fair, Bryony Gordon, who you tanned. Bryony Gordon and Jada Caesar well, were running in their underwear, right. so fair, fair, fair. Then I did tan uh, Francis Quinn, who Is won Bake Off. Oh, yeah, um, in your underwear. And Frances Quinn was telling me that she had got this belt that yeah. had like the things that you pull off yeah. and it's like sugar, like a sugar hit. Yeah, like your gel. Like, it's amazing. And then she was telling me, because I'm, I'm fascinated by all the things that go with it. So what else do you have to do? Like she was like double charging her headphones because mm. she was like, I yeah. don't want it to cut out. Some and she had science. a spare set of headphones in her belt. Yeah. I carried emoji with Ooh. me. Yeah, all these yeah. things. Did you stop about. to pee? Nope, not once. And I drank so much water. It's because it was so hot. And it was so hot. Do you take mm. a medium so you didn't need a poo? Mm-hmm. But yeah, all Sorry. those all those gels, all that sugar, like in your t- in your stomach, can like just send it nuts. But I find having a spray tan before running a marathon. I, I mean, would definitely do that. No, I love that. The most extraordinary thing that I've I've heard. I would do it. I have to admit, I did actually have some tan on, and now I've now got like a mark here where my armband was. So. Let's talk about the book inspiring boys to dare to be different, because we're in the midst of this sort of female Me Too moment revolution and whilst we're all for raising strong women as a mother of a son also and a son who is not going to find life as easy as his older sister I will say for various reasons I feel really passionately about the importance of raising strong confident happy boys and men as well so when this book Rebel Girls came out I thought that's great. It's a brilliant book. It's a book of stories of women who've overcome adversity and challenges and all sorts of things. These amazing stories. And my daughter has loved them. But I kind of wondered why there wasn't something for boys. Anyway, there is now. And someone was on the same page as me. And um, there's now a book called Stories for Boys Who Dare to Be Different with 100 stories of famous and not-so-famous men challenging the narrative around masculinity, sexuality. I haven't read the whole book yet, but they're really powerful stories. And yeah, I was so delighted when it appeared and I posted it on Instagram. And actually, I think the author or the publisher (laughs) or someone, they've now gone to say that they're going to produce a book that is one book that has stories of girls and stories of boys, because actually it shouldn't really matter, should it? Um, Catelyn Moran wrote a really interesting piece in the Saturday magazine for the Times this week about how the new Doctor Who is obviously a woman mm. and she was like I'm kind of agreeing with the back- with a certain type of backlash which is mothers of sons who aren't necessarily stereotypical boys who basically said that Doctor Who was the only role model who wasn't you know a Batman or a Superman for boys who were maybe a little bit more acerbic or intelligent or kind of just gentler and who didn't want to be that whole kind of boisterous superhero thing and she was like now that it's a female obviously that's great for women but it's taking away that role model for those boys as well. And I thought that was such an interesting point. I would have never thought of it from that perspective. I'm sure there's others that Doctor Who can't be the only role model for... Do you know? I mean, I can't say I know enough about, like, superhero fiction mm. to be able to comment, but I kind of... If you think about... I think big... when you think of the stereotypes, it's actually a really yeah. valid point. Yeah. I mean, I've, I feel like I shouldn't even say this out loud, but I think we're a bit... 
I think the world's just, we've gone a bit too far maybe in this whole... Well, I think what's happening is the pendulum is finally swinging completely the other way and it is all feminism, 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 which is amazing. Like, you don't have to be a woman to be a feminist. Mm -hmm. But I think this book is really lovely because it is still bringing it back for young boys. One of my very, very good friends has two young boys and she is a feminist, but she's also like, there's this double-edged sword with feminism where girls want feminism, 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 but then they still want the boys pay for dinner. Mm-hmm. So you can't have it all. And she's saying, she's like, I'm bringing my boys up to love women, but also to love other boys and to be a good person. That's where this needs to be. Yeah. It just needs to be, it shouldn't be about the sex or, you know, what it should just be about you as a person and be a good person yeah. and mm-hmm. treat everybody equally. I so agree. I think we need to just calm down On the in this whole well, I, I mean, from my side, being a man in a woman's world, I just can't wait for the whole thing, for everything to just calm down and everyone be treated exactly yeah. the same. I got told by my agent recently I missed out on three jobs because I wasn't a woman. And then I'm constantly asked, are you gay? Are you gay? Are you gay? Because you have to play to every minority going wow. just to get your voice heard. Because they want you to be gay. At the moment, it's all about the white man. And by what that means is it's got nothing to do with a white man. Every, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's every type of minority and everything. So they say to me, play up the gayness because that will be a hook wow. for you wow. to get in there. You can't just it's, be a straight white no, man. No, and yeah. I just, I'm just like, I can't wait. So it's just going to be about the talent Merit. and you as a yeah. person, mm-hmm. whether you're a good writer, whether you're a good singer, whether it, it's got nothing to do with your skin colour, with your size, with your shape, with your sexual orientation, mm-hmm. anything like that. It's just about your talent. And I think by this book coming out, I hope that this is it bringing it back down. Yeah, one of the points this article's are making ties into the sort of male suicide rates at the moment, which... It's just so terrifying and, and, and we're so focused on women and I think it's so great that there is now more and more awareness being raised about, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we always talk about how as a publisher we should be writing about male mental health mm-hmm. and how so many of us have male partners and actually how we need to support them and it's yeah, always been absolutely. about supporting mm-hmm. women. But yeah. Well, I think men are most at risk of mental health with late 20s, early 30s and that's a lot of my male friends diagnosed with bipolar, the depression and they, it's really common to talk about it and it's completely overlooked but it is a massive mm-hmm. issue mm-hmm. and it's... I think, Said here, men, men wear unusually large watches and bury their feelings and that men are twice as likely to kill themselves and eight times as likely to spend time in prison. That's insane. Well, they it's say like, that it's because boys are taught from such a young age you're kind of boxed into those stereotypes mm-hmm. like, boys don't do that, boys don't cry, you know, whatever it is. You're taught mm-hmm. from literally let the word go that you're supposed to behave in a certain way and then it has really adverse effects mm-hmm. later in life. Yeah. Also, you know, if we're stressed, like, mm-hmm. so you're right, Charlotte, we talk about it, mm-hmm. we moan about it. Like, my boyfriend is so bad at dealing with stress, so bad, mm-hmm. just won't talk. Mm-hmm. Closes off. My husband's like that, and I can sense it sometimes. Yeah. And he comes home, and I and I can't be like, right, let's sit down and talk about this. But I just kind of ask a few questions, and I can tell that the minute he's said what's stressing him out, he just feels so much mm-hmm. better. But it doesn't come naturally. Yeah. Men don't dump like kind of. And actually, I'm not very good at saying how I feel, but it, men are definitely worse. And actually, at his company, they've started to talk about it, and they've they started to say, actually, mm-hmm. we work in a really high stress environment, and we need to talk about that, and we need to actually be able to raise our hands and mm-hmm. say, do you know what? I am stressed, and I've got too much on my plate, and I'm not really coping. And I think in a female working environment, we're better at doing that. But in yeah. a male environment, it's really seen as a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. One of my best friends is uh, her background's in HR, um, but she's just moving from a law firm to a consultancy firm with a wellness title to basically be a, she's like wellness executive or something to basically implement that kind of culture in these massive firms. Wow. Because yeah people are really finally questioning on to the fact that everybody needs that kind of support. 
So it's cool. That's yes. interesting. Yeah. Anyway, Stories for Boys Who Dare to Be Different is published by Quercus and I highly recommend it. We also had National Pet Day. <laughs> made us think, should we write a piece about benefits of having a pet? What do you think? It is, I think it's actually proven to make you happier to have a pet. There I, you go. I, I love studying happiness and seeing what makes people happy. And mm-hmm. one of the things that does come up is pets. I'm desperate for a pet. Oh, desperate. It would be so hard with you with your travelling, though, surely. If you're Exa- well, why, exactly. Yeah. I can I'm, see you with a Dachshund or something. I love, <laughs> I love Great Danes, but I also love Oh, cats. right. Yeah, I, lo- I literally <laughs> love cats. Um, love, I do really like cats. Oh, you should talk to Tor. But I really want a tortoise. <laughs> A tortoise? How fun. Uh, quite tricks, but around. also, surely you could have a tortoise with all the travelling. Like, I feel like you can't. This my mum had tortoises when they were little. Do you know, when my mum was a child, my grandparents went on holiday and they bought a tortoise back in their suitcase. <gasps> That's so That's, illegal. That is so wrong. What, we only have like terrible diseases in the country because yeah. of Well, he was called Bob and he lived for years. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> that terrible. is awful. Where's it oh. from? All right. Well, they're very nice people. Yeah, this, really was, this was back in the day when you This is like when my mother was a child. Tortoise. This is about 50 years ago. Yeah. Wow. I'm not worried about the tortoise. It's more about like tropical diseases. Well, that none, they're well, all, we're none all of them died of tropical diseases. They had a lovely time with Bob. Amazing. You should get a tortoise. Um, yeah. thing I don't think they give you much back. I was about to say, I can't imagine. <laughs> I quite like that. Okay. Like, I dog sit for a French bulldog who's lovely, but he's so needy. Oh, and that her. annoys me. I'm just like, oh, God, now, what do you want? Yeah. As a tortoise, it's just going to be quite chilled out. I then... also really want a llama. I mean, lol. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's a thing. <laughs> I like the idea of having a house rabbit. Oh, okay. no. A bit Love dirty, that. Oh, no. Can you imagine yeah, me getting no. home and a little bunny just mm. pops up the stairs? I think that's how it works, but is that... It is how it works. you just let them run through? Yes. House rabbit. What? They do. Apparently, they chew all the wires though yeah, I, I had a friend who had two and they nibble all the wires yeah. but quite oh, sweet yeah that is sweet okay yeah. I really want a cat but I think I need to have a garden before I get a cat well I, I'm a big advocate of having a dog I mean the only thing I would say and I always say to people is I got a dog when I just after I started Sherlock's and I think it was my husband's ploy to sort of put me off having children for a bit longer he thought I'll get her a dog and that'll keep her quiet but if you get a dog before you have children it becomes a real tie you know, you can't actually take a dog anywhere these days. It's quite difficult when you've got to walk a dog and walk mm. children. Also, not just that, did you see Sophie Patterson's post this weekend? Um, she's an interior designer, and she had a dog before she had a baby and then had her child. And then they had some... She had only, only had a little dog, not like a big, dangerous dog. She had, but she had a few incidents, and she had to give it away because they just weren't compatible. She didn't feel safe with them under the same roof, so that would also be a worry. I know it's quite, like, fashionable to get a dog at the moment. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
We ran a piece with the wine subscription company, Your Smellier, recently, and they gave us their top wine tips. You into wine, Jules? Very much so. Who is into wine? Much so. Weren't we all with the weather last week? Oh. Can I just say, wasn't that such that a treat? So nice. I mean, I know it was pretty shitty in the marathon, but, yeah, you yeah. know... That aside, ice cold glass of rose. Oh my god, so much It was that dangerous weather last week, oh. though, where I drank every single every day, night. Yeah. I think. I mean, you probably didn't see you running the marathon, you two, but God, it was just. And you have to take everything it? off, don't you? I was like, okay, Aperol today, and then rose the next day. <laughs> I love an Aperol spritz, but actually, I'm moving into Negronis in a very big mm. way. But they can really do you in. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I met so my boyfriend's true. parents, and I was drinking Negronis, and no one else was. And I was like, <laughs> I actually need to pull this back. Otherwise, it's going to be sloppy. But wine, oh, what's your you a rosé drinker? Rosé and red. I love my reds. Do you? I will drink rosé, but I don't like, I hate cheap, bad wine. Mm-hmm. I really like dry wine. So good Provence rosé. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very pale. Yeah. Oh, yes. so pale. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can't beat it. I love how everyone's just a rosé drinker now. Yeah. We're actually planning my husband's 40th at the moment. And we were like, we're only, we're just doing the menu. Like, we're only going to have rosé. Like, yeah. everyone will yeah, just drink so it. Nice. It makes it so easy. Yeah. So easy. Do you drink red all through the year? Yeah, I love chilled red as well. Ooh, yeah, it's really apparently, nice. There's a, apparently, if you chill a red and a white, you can't tell the difference between the two. No. Yeah, I'm sure I heard that. I actually Ooh, I hate red wine. I hate really, red. I really, really tried, and I really want to like it, but I just can't get into it. Oh, I can drink red wine every day of the week. I just find it so heavy, and like my mouth is all like cloyey and ugh. So, Jules, what are your wines of choice? If anyone's listening, and they want to know what Jules is drinking. I love a Cote de Rhum. Um, for a red, mm-hmm. I like this controversy. I like Malbec, but I also love a Pinot Noir because it's quite light. Mm-hmm. Love um, Pinot Noir. Actually. Very... If I'm going to drink red, yeah, I hate Rioja. I don't like the dryness of it. it. No, but rosé has to be very pale. I don't like cheap wine, and it's wedding season. I'm 31. Everybody is getting married, all my <laughs> friends, and I would rather just take my own wine sometimes. Oh, I, sometimes <laughs> I sit there, I'm like, are you serious? Like, <laughs> I know budgets are hard, but I do. Bad wine it gives you the worst heads. Like, yeah. If you drink good wine, you never get a hangover. It's completely fine. But the moment you start messing about... No, with... I'd rather mm-hmm. drink spirits than mm-hmm. G wine. Oh, I'm such a wine sub. I'm terrible. No, no, I am the same. People say to me, do you want a glass? Do you want red or white? Or, and, and I go, I'm like, what is it? I try and sneakily have a look at what they're offering me. If it's Pinot Grigio... Be like, no, I'll have a gin tonic. Oh, Sauvignon Blanc is the worst. Oh, but it is really interesting yeah. in this piece, they actually said that they thought that cheap red wine was less drinkable than cheap white wine, but like, I could not agree less. Like, cheap white wine, literally just the smell. Either. Turns my I mean, either. Yeah. I think if either either you've got to do one or the other. Yeah, if cheap white wine, like, at a push, if yeah. cheap white wine is really, really cold, you know, desperate oh, no, times, no. it could mm. be possible. But cheap red, I say, if you think it's cheap. Cheap Sauvignon Blanc, however cold it is. Sauvignon Blanc, I hate. No, thanks. <laughs> and what are your rules when it comes to choosing wine? What do you look for? In terms of price, I, I've got some friends who will, they won't spend over a tenner on a bottle of wine in the week. They're like, no, because that's just, we're just quaffing it. I'm very like, no, it has to be a good wine. Well, it's surely the opposite. If you're having it in the week, it's a treat. So spend 10 or 12 I don't know, I've got some pretty gonna, busy friends. Drink <laughs> <laughs> I think with uh, red, always air it. Always. I can't bear it straight from the bottle. I like to have decanters. I get it all there. You can buy the little aerators. Have you mm. seen them? Mm. Do they actually work? Yeah, they're yeah. great. Good Good if you're on the go, actually. <laughs> and then, love chilled red, but there's something about this. I think there's a certain way to chill a red. I mean, you can't, you can't just bung it in the fridge. It has to be done at a certain temperature mm-hmm. and done with the ice, and then it is amazing. I was at a friend's wedding in the South of France, and she did chilled red outside. It was incredible. Mm. Incredible. But for Rosé, if you're getting it for your husband's birthday... Club 55 in San Tropez do the best rosé. I don't know if it's their house rosé or... But it's incredible. Can you buy it here? I think, well, I think they must ship it over. 
Look into that. Mm. Whip for you. I love whispering, whispering angels. angels. All about whispering angels. Oh, oh, the best. Um, talking about weddings, though, my friend is getting married in June, and they're serving Cremont, which I've suddenly heard loads about. I love Cremont. I, Rich, yeah. I'm nodding. I think Cremont's great. Yeah, and my dad had a bottle the other day at home, and it. If you told me it was champagne, I would have believed. Yeah, you. I loathe prosecco. You see, and I pre- Cremont, I think. I, yeah, I, it's the really new prosecco. Good. Yeah, I really. I think it's much nicer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. I'm a big fan. I know. So if you're listening, check Cremont. out Cremont. Yeah, good yeah. tip tool. Yeah. And, and while we're on the topic of tips, screw caps. So I was in Argentina earlier in the year doing wine tasting. And you know, I think in the UK we're quite snobby about screw caps. Actually in New Zealand, some of the more kind of highbrow vineyards have started to use screw caps instead of corks. So for a kind of quick hack in the supermarket, if you don't know what you're buying, then look for a New Zealand screw cap. If you kind of do, you know, yeah. do you know if a waiter asks you to try the wine if it's a screw cap you don't need to because you're only trying it really to its course so and, and that shows the level of wine knowledge that that waiter will have because if they're saying do you want to try it and he's just screwed open you're like well mm. obviously yeah. not mm. you shouldn't be asking me you should know that and then you know the level of knowledge that they will have in that establishment mm. Quite interesting yeah. my biggest pet peeve is people who don't hold their wine glasses properly like people who will people who hug something chilled Same. and it absolutely dry I'm really sorry but I just feel like I need to spread the word because people who are so get it well, so the, wrong the stem is there bad. for a reason exactly my tip would be Look into Austrian wines. Mm, I, love, I love Austrian wines. Yeah. When we were skiing this year, we were really into Austrian wines. Yeah, I love a Grüner Veltliner. Yep. Love, love, love. Mm. It sounds really cold Grüner Veltliner. Actually, no, nice and dry. I don't mind it. Yeah, some of them are sweeter than others. Mm. I actually love a Riesling. I think mm. there are some yes. really, yeah. really Agreed. great Rieslings. And I have to say, anything New World gets my tick. I would always choose a New World would wine you? these Any days. Yeah. Anything Italian and white gets my tick. No, really. Mm. I don't think we're very capable. No, me neither. I'm not fuzzy. Jules, let's talk about you. Let's. Well, that's great. <laughs> How have you become this self-tanning expert guru? It the is man? the weirdest job title ever. <laughs> I'm, I know. I never really um, wanted to become a spray tan guru or a celebrity spray tanner. It was a job that found me. I remember doing desk work and thinking this is not for me I was working in beauty I love the beauty industry but I don't like spreadsheets and I don't like that kind of the back scenes of it I like actually working with the products I studied fashion at uni and should have been a fashion buyer and had worked in fashion a bit and I just couldn't get on with it and it's quite hard when you don't gel with the career that you think you're going to have and then I met Nicola Joss and Nicola Joss is an incredible celebrity facialist. She works with Meghan Markle, but she created the inner facial where she goes inside your mouth and massages it upwards. So she travels the world and I randomly met her and she said, you know, I'm really looking for an assistant in spray tanning because women actually love being spray tanned by a gay guy because there's no judgment at all. I was like, a spray tanner? Like, really? I've got a degree, I've got my (laughs) A-levels, my parents pay for my education. I've grafted, that's really it. And so I started spray tanning, and I think it was more... I mean, anyone can paint a fence, anyone can make someone look like they've been on holiday, but it's the connection with a client that I really enjoyed. And then I wasn't working in a salon, I was just roving about, and I met a makeup artist, and she said, you you are actually really good at spray tanning. She was like... I do all the makeup on X Factor. Do you want to come and do the tans? And I was like, okay, fine. So I did the tans on the X Factor. And then I had an email from the head makeup artist on Strictly. And I was poached and taken on Strictly. So I did Strictly for three years. And from that, my client base started to build and build and build. Because celebrities pass your number about. It's, tanning is all based on how good the results are. And also the fact that 
I don't gossip. I'm not a nosy person. I, well, then we can end this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, um, you know, there's so much confidentiality that is in my job. I go into celebrity homes, they get naked, stand <laughs> in a tent and I spray tan them and then I leave. I could have sold so many stories, but you just don't. I'm just not that kind of person. It's such a lovely thing to, that I say to my friends. I'm like, every day I make people feel good. I go into these houses and people feel down. People feel unhappy with how they look and they have a spray tan and it's like the cloak of confidence. It makes them feel better. So you became this spray tan guru and then how did you get into vlogging from there? Because you're a big vlogger. You're a big so, I mean, star of YouTube, aren't you? I, I, I YouTube, but then I also podcast as well. And that, for me, I mean, sat here podcasting with you girls is great. <laughs> Talking beauty as well. I needed to have a creative outlet and I needed to still... I wanted to learn new skills. And I thought, as a beauty expert, I'm going up through the ranks in the industry and profiling. If I don't learn another skill... If something comes out or anything happens, I need something to fall back on. And I, so I started learning how to edit videos and I started a podcast with my friend, a comedy podcast. And I was like, I just... Because like Monday to Friday, I was just talking about beauty. And I was like, I actually want to talk about something else. I want to make people laugh. I want to do comedy. And so that started to really profile, like get bigger and bigger and bigger at the same time. I like each day being different. I like that some days I'm with one client, some days I'm with another client, some days I'm in this office, some days I'm, in, like, I'm on a plane later in the week. I couldn't do the same thing every day. I think I'd literally shoot myself. Yeah. So, yeah, I like learning new skills. And, and the vlogging's been successful? Yeah, it is successful. It is successful. I've had a bit of a break from it recently because it's quite hard to split your content up. So the podcast is so based on our life. You need to find these little things that make it funny. So when I was vlogging, I found that there was a crossover of content and then my spray tanning life is so confidential, I can't talk about loads of it or I have to save it. So the fact that I've just launched my own brand was something I couldn't talk about for a year and a half. I had to keep it really hidden and only a couple of friends knew. And it was really hard getting content because some people would be like, what have you done today? And I was like, everything that I've done, I can't tell you. <laughs> yeah. It's so difficult. So what can you tell us? Who are your clients? Oh, I mean, I've worked with Blake Lively, Sienna Miller, Kate Moss. I feel like I do the whole of London. People say, oh, have you tanned her? you tanned her? Every award semi, like, whenever I go to awards, I'm like, it's fun, but it's also quite hard work because I literally know everybody in the room. But I've <laughs> so how does everyone. that work? Do you say, I'm going to be in the Four Seasons, get in line, ladies, and they're just Kate and Sienna, they're all just queuing up one by one? No, I go to the houses. So if I know that there's a big event coming, I will just send out a text. Like, the bigger the event, the earlier I will plan. And uh-huh. then they come back and they're like, yep, 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 I want a tan. And then I plan my driving route around London. Like, so I oh do it in a gosh. full circle so that it's like, you can have that time, you can have that time. You, I live West London and I was doing clients in Shoreditch and then coming back and I was like this is ridiculous I just need to do a circle Mm -hmm. and so they're given the window and then obviously the night before everything changes because my whole job is about bending over backwards for other people because my clients their schedules are reliant on so many other things they're they're like me they're not Monday to Friday 9 to 5 so yeah, it's a lot of it's patience. It's a jigsaw puzzle, yeah, yeah I can I, imagine. I described it to my, because my partner has a desk job. I said to him, I was like, my job is like the times board at Grand Central Station. <laughs> it just will change yeah. very, very quickly and I just have to be very fluid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And tell us about the actual art of giving a good spray tan. Charlotte and I want to hear. How do you prep 
for a spray tan. So prepping for a spray tan. Um, if you scaly. If you're having a tan at home, a spray tanner will need a light area to work in and a plug. Also, always offer them a cup of tea or a glass of water. <laughs> You'd be amazed at the amount of people who don't. But exfoliating your skin really does make so much difference. I can tell the moment I start spray tanning someone if they've exfoliated or not. Really? I know, just from the way it's going on. And I can mm. tell with my friends if they've exfoliated just by the way that they've, their tan has taken. Mm. It makes it so much more even, but also the tan will fade evenly. If you don't exfoliate, your skin is all different levels. You're not starting with an even surface, so it's not going to come off in an even surface. Mm, yeah. I would exfoliate the night before but also you need to remove you need to do your hair removal so shaving waxing get your nails done as well before a spray tan because so many people they come to me and they say oh, I'm going for manicure after this I'm like no because yeah, yeah. they're, they're dipping your hands in people don't think all that through have any facials do anything before you're getting the spray tan yeah I've had a lot of dry manicures for that reason like no liquid sorry <laughs> they love it how long before a big event what's the optimum I like two days before. Um, I feel that I feel that the tan beds into the skin. Also, people develop at different rates. So, I am a late developer. Like I could shower after eight hours, and then I will keep getting darker. So, I like to be fully cooked by the event. So, I give that day a bit of leeway. Also, if you have had maybe a spray tan and she's not really done something properly you have got time to rectify you've got time to go over it tanning is one of those things that i just believe don't leave it to the last minute and don't panic tan Mm -hmm. because that's when things can go pear-shaped and what about if you're getting married what's the optimum amount of time before bridal i always recommend three days before i always say to my bridal clients think about the wedding party as a whole yes you i mean brides have a tendency that it's all about them (laughs) but they have to remember that in the photos you've got all your bridesmaids you've got your (laughs) mum you've got your other half that it is as much about them as it is about (laughs) you and if you have a dark tan and no one else is tan, <laughs> I do bridal tanning parties. So I'll go and I'll tan everyone for the wedding. And it just means that everyone's going to have that shade mm-hmm. and that look. Also, most of the time for a wedding, a bride will be wearing white or cream or ivory. So you are going to look darker anyway. So by going really brown, it's, I mean, it's best not to do that. It's yeah. best to just take it a little mm-hmm. bit easy. Do you do lots of grooms these days? Yes. Yeah. I'll, go, I'll do a trial with a bride the groom will be there and nine times out of ten he'll hop in <laughs> give it a go he's like don't he'll hop, in. He'll hop does in does it count if I'm just hopping in yeah, 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 yeah. I think and men just can't believe how much of a difference it makes and especially on the run up to weddings people are stressed they're very stressed and they're, very, they're not sleeping mm. do you have a spray tan Rich? no I don't I just have got a normal tan yeah. but it does make a difference right? but, but it makes a difference yeah yeah. Mm. yeah and what about your face? So I tan my face with a tanning water. I keep it in the fridge. And after I've moisturised and cleansed before bed, just top it up, spray my face, done. Isle of Paradise water, obviously. <laughs> um, but when it's important to still exfoliate your skin and to use toners and to close your pores before mm-hmm. you tan, so splash your face with cold water. As a rule, one coat on the face, two on the body. Mm-hmm. I find two coats on the face just looks incredibly fake. And I say to my clients that, you know, remember the, remember you are having a spray tan to look like you've been on holiday, not to look like you've had a spray tan. That, and it's the same if you're buying tanning products. It's to make you look well. It's to make you look healthy. It's, it's not to make you look like you're getting a tan from a bottle. Yes. Like, my problem is I look better when I go on holiday than when I come back from holiday. Now that I've <laughs> finally grown up and stopped lying in the sun, I've just been on holiday quite recently to Oman, and I went looking quite well, came back looking less well yeah. because my tan had... But you should take tan away with you on holiday. I do, I do, do, of course. I did say to my husband, why hasn't someone invented 
booths that can be rolled out to hotels all across the world that have you can press a button and you can select mm-hmm. whatever factor of sun cream you want and then you can also have spray, spray, spray tan. Like, how great would that they do be? Exi- it's like Ross in Friends. They do exist. Do I when, yeah, when I lived in Paris oh, I, had, yeah, I had one spray tan in the, in the year that I lived there and it was in one of those booths but, like but I, we come back from breakfast on holiday and I've got three children and myself and I am standing there trying to get them to stand still, tab. And I was like, if we could just stick them in a booth, mm. wouldn't that be yeah, great? Yeah, yeah, no, if you that, could yeah. literally, an, an SPF booth is genius. Is that a great I'm thing? All for that. That I, sounds but so I think, good. I think the booth should also do. I disagree town. because I never think a booth can do a good job. Okay. How yeah. Was, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Exactly. Okay. okay. I but I think an SPF booth would be amazing. Like I'm a huge champion of sun safety, mm-hmm. and I think for children to be able to have fun, like imagine if it had fun lights. And we need to write this down. We need to go into this. <laughs> Let's paint on this. We do. We do. Like after you go to breakfast, come out of breakfast in the booth. P20. You're done. Done. Out. I mean, that'd be a dream. I spent my life like covered with it. And missing bits. Uh, let's talk about your own range, yes. Island Paradise, which I have to say we all absolutely love. Congratulations. Thank you very much. It's an amazing product. I have genuinely used it. Uh, I've got the it's light amazing. one. And I also love the branding. Mm, and right, anyway, so you must be thrilled. When did you launch it? So we launched Isle of Paradise a couple of months ago. I've been working on it for a year and a half, but it's 10 years of tanning experience that can get it to that point. I finally, I became bored with the other tanning brands that were out there. I was an ambassador for a huge tanning brand for a long time. And the product formulations, I was like, this industry, this category is just not changing. And tanning for me is fun. And tanning is all about confidence. And it's all about feeling your best. And I felt that, you know, I was looking at Instagrams and I was looking at other things. And I was like, it's so degrading. I'm a spray tanner and even I'm not feeling great. I wanted a brand to be uplifting. But the colour corrective comes from my time working in Strictly and working with makeup artists. I was trained in makeup, but I also was always part of that makeup team. And so I'd spray tan celebrities or models on one day, and then I'd be on shoot the next day doing body makeup. So I was putting green-based primers and peach illuminators and you know violet pigments on top of the skin to counteract and get the finish that I wanted. And I thought, you know, I wanted those to be combined together and I wanted it to be easy. It's very scary as a tanning expert to put your name on the line and say, here you go, here's 10 years of experience for you to all judge. And you just mentioned the colour corrective. For people listening, yes. what is the concept then? So when I had clients come to me, every time they said, I want a light tan, it was, I just want that glow. And in order to get that glowiness on the skin, by adding peach colour corrective complex, you can achieve a glow. So we have OxyGlow, which boosts the oxygen levels in your skin. So you are going to be more glowy. Then when you do golden tan, I'm your classic golden tan person who just wants two weeks holiday. That's what I want to look like. But I have very red skin. Olive skin is very, it's very ready. It's stressed. So we use green complex to hide that redness, but also we have mint flower in there that soothes and calms stressed skin. Then when you go on to violet, it's just colour theory. On the colour wheel, a violet colour will counteract yellow and orange. A dark tan can look so orange, and I never dark tans. For my, I never used dark tan for my whole career on myself because I was like, it just looks orange, I don't like it. By adding in that violet, you counteract it and you get the best dark tan possible. So am I using the right one or using the light? If you want glowy, then yes, but if you want to be tan, then go for dark. Okay. Is, is that the violet one? It's yes. That's yeah. one. That's yeah. what I'm using. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's so clever, I love the concept. And you it's launched so it two different. months ago. Yes. And where's it available? Boots. Okay. Nationwide in boots. So what else is in the range? So we have 
If you imagine the pillars, light, medium, dark, within that, there are mousse, drops, and water. Okay, and so the water, sorry, so that's a spray. Yes. Okay, so you spray that on, it's just like different with the mousse. And the drops. And then the drops. The drops are what have changed my life. I please. love tanning so, drops. They're the I best invention ever. Yeah, just the future, aren't they? I agree. Well, it means that it, it, it helps clients who, and you know, if people aren't used to tanning and they're very scared of it, everybody knows how to moisturise and all you're doing is dropping them, mm-hmm. dropping these drops. It's like, I say to my friends, is. Drops are like cordial that you mix with water. You're diluting it down. It's a tanning concentrate that you're diluting with your water and you're just slapping it onto your skin. It's so easy and it tans you at the same time. And you're not, you don't feel like you're putting mm. a sort of foreign product on your face. Exactly. Right. And you, and you, yeah, and you can yeah. still use the product. It's like a gradual you tanner, but I don't want to put a, grad, a dove gradual tanner on my face. Mm-hmm. But I'm, you know, I'm happy to put drops with my moisturiser. So on your bottles it says 1 to 12 drops, right? And 12 sounds like quite a lot yeah. to me. So how dark would I go if I went 12? It will like, just be a richer colour. If you imagine 12 drops mm-hmm. for a moisturiser application to cover your whole like per limb that's actually quite oh, a lot so of surface not, so area I, 12 for my face. I would I would recommend using four on the face Fine. if you want to okay. go if you want to go die hard tanner over there <laughs> good glad we got that sorted and just before we end if you are applying self tan to yourself how do you get the best result I think first it's about um, picking the product that, right, that is right for you drops water or mousse Um, tanning is all about logic so imagine you are applying product to the areas to mimic a holiday where you would have sun tanned so palms don't get tanned the inside of your wrist don't get tanned you have to think like that and you will you will nail it it is all about the prep and post applying it is the easiest bit and because you're just throwing the product on you're blending with a mitt done after you've applied your tan, it's so important to wipe your palms, to wipe your nails, to wipe in between your fingers, to wipe toenails, and to also, if you're fair-haired, give, take a dry face cloth and just rub it on your... I mean, it's blonde office here. Rub it on your hairline and it will lift the colour out. But you can do it. People think, I can't do this, I can't do this. And the first time you did a smoky eye, it probably wasn't perfect. The first time you blow-dried your hair, it wouldn't have been perfect. It's the same with tan. Learn from your mistakes and you can do it because the rewards, that feeling of looking in, in the mirror and thinking oh I feel better I feel more confident is totally worth it well there you go Jules thank you so much congratulations on an amazing thank product launch much. and we have loved chatting to you that's it for this week if you have any feedback then do email podcast at sherlocks.com and do please rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends we'll see you next time bye bye planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.